souhaitons la bienvenue à M. John Borland, chef de mission adjoint, ambassade d'Irlande au Canada, qui nous parlera au nom de la République d'Irlande. John. Thanks very much. Thanks, Claire. Uh, I'll keep it down. Uh, Mayor Watson, distinguished guests, Vini Usha, Jivri Belair, bonjour tout le monde. I'm honored to be here today with you uh, as part of this very important annual commemoration, uh, commemorating all those who, who died and perished during the, the construction of the Rideau Canal. Uh, not only Irish, of course, uh, but French and British, it's, uh, English, Scots and Welsh were involved, and uh, Anishinaabe that we know of as well. Um, I'd like to begin by thanking the, uh, the, national, uh, the Irish Society of the National Capital Region uh, for organizing the event as they do on an annual basis, uh, which is extremely important. Uh, I'll, I'll single out the President Sean Keeley, who you'll, you'll hear from in a moment, uh, past President Brian Daly as well, who had a, a big part in, uh, in organizing today and pulling it together, uh, and of course our wonderful MC, Claire O'Connell Noon. Thanks, Claire. Uh, final word of appreciation is for our musicians, uh, the wonderful Bethany Basilion on the pipes. Thank you, Bethany, uh, once again. And, of course, the, the inimitable uh, Ella McIsaac, who I think you'll agree sang our, our national anthem so beautifully. Thanks. Um, so you're going to hear from some, um, some esteemed speakers in, in a couple of moments. Grant Vogel from the Bytown Museum, who I know well. Um, Sean Keeley, who I mentioned. Uh, Sean McKenney from the Ottawa and Labour uh, District Council. Uh, Ottawa and District Labour Council, and of course Mayor Watson. So people who know Ottawa, or they should do at least, uh, and, and the Rideau Canal. So I'll just stick to what I know uh, coming from the, from the embassies of Ireland. And, and as someone who, who arrived here uh, three years ago from Ireland, and uh, the, the impression that, that I formed, or that this cross has had, or has made on me, um, is, is a very deep one. In that, when I, when I look at the cross, and I think the symbology on it, if you get a chance to have a good look at it uh, later on, it, 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 what I see are the, the hard-working, the honest people who came here uh, looking to make a better life for themselves and for their families. Um, they weren't just workers on the bottom rung, they were skilled workers, as you'll hear later on as well. But they were, they were stepping into something that they knew was probably going to be brutally hard. There was, there was really arduous work. Uh, and the work itself, as we know, was lethal and killed over a thousand of them. But they also had to, to contend with the uncertainty of disease, with cholera and, and malaria, typhus, running rampant and it killed many of the workers and their families as well. But not only that, they were, certainly in the Irish context, a lot of them were immigrants. And so they were stepping into the unknown, right, into an unknown land, and, uh, and a not particularly hospitable one. Um, and I think in doing so, they were doing so with, with, with hope in their hearts. Hope, as I said, to, to make a better life for themselves and their families, sure. Uh, but also hope, I think, in the, uh, in the innate decency of people. Uh, and despite the discrimination that they suffered from, from various quarters of society, and they did, um, despite that, I think they believed and they hoped that there were good people here. And I think for that hope in Ottawa uh, and across Canada, they were, they were handsomely rewarded. Um, we know the, the canal was finished in, in 1832, but after that, the Irish came in their droves to Canada, uh, extensively but not exclusively, uh, during the Great Famine. And uh, it's always important to note that the, 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 the dire uh, straits that these people were in when they arrived in Canada and their abject suffering I think, was matched only by, by the, uh, the generosity of spirit of the people that met them. And the Canadians that met them off the boats, they welcomed them, they tended to them. Uh, tragically, they, they ultimately buried them in mass graves all along the, the St. Lawrence and beyond. But that generosity of spirit is something that the Irish people will never forget. But, uh, but this memorial and today is about the, the Rideau Canal. 
it's about Ottawa. Um, when we look at the canal today, you know, it's it's it's, it's beautiful design. Um, it's 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 not hard to understand uh, what a pivotal role this canal had in the development of Canada, this part of Canada at the time. Uh, it was initially conceived of as a defensive structure against uh, invasion from the U.S., but also very clearly a very important economic tributary. And all of that is is recognised uh, in its status as a as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and, and rightly so. Uh, but when I look at the cross, which is what we're here today for, I see something different. Like I say, I see those honest, decent people that came here and made the ultimate sacrifice, uh, I think in the most noble of circumstances. And I want to stress that, the most noble of circumstances. Because I presume uh, that they neither knew nor cared that they were, uh, most of them, that they were contributing to this monumental feat of engineering. What they cared about was putting food on the table. What they cared about was providing for the people uh, that depended on them. And I can think of, of no nobler cause. So when I look at that cross, uh, what I think of are people who not, didn't come here to make an easy book. Uh, they chose the harder right rather than the easier wrong. Uh, and, and I have huge respect for that. And just a final word to say that if the memorial wasn't here itself, it wouldn't take that second, or we wouldn't take that minute to, to, to think about that and to understand or to at least remind ourselves that what we enjoy here today didn't come simply. Uh, so I want to thank anyone and everyone who had a part in, in erecting the, uh, the, the monument, but also in, the, in, in ensuring that this annual commemoration uh, continues. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, John. Let's see. His Worship, Mayor Jim Watson, Mayor of the City of Ottawa, will bring greetings on behalf of the City of Ottawa. Son honneur, le Maire Jim Watson, Maire de la Ville d'Ottawa, apportera les salutations au nom de la Ville d'Ottawa. Mayor Watson. Well, thank you very much, Claire. Merci beaucoup, Claire. Mesdames et Messieurs, uh, our representative from the Irish Embassy, spoke so well, I think we can cancel all the rest of the speeches. You covered it so nicely, John. Thank you very, very much for being here. Of course, Bethany, who was too modest to mention, she has written a song in honor of Queen Elizabeth, and she'll be performing it this month uh, in, uh, in England. So congratulations. And when? In Scotland. Even better. Uh, I'd like to recognize that we're on the unceded, unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin people and nation, and we respect uh, uh, their land, and we thank them for being such protectors of this beautiful place we call Ottawa. C'est vraiment un plaisir pour moi d'être ici avec vous aujourd'hui pour marquer le canal Rideau, mais aussi les personnes qui ont perdu leur vie pendant la construction de la canal. As was mentioned, uh, this is the only World Heritage Site that we have in the nation's capital is the Rideau Canal, and that is in, thanks in large part to the Irish community, uh, who, as John pointed out, uh, sacrificed so much to come over here to start a new life, uh, to raise some funds uh, for for the uh, for their families. And so, um, in some ways, it's a beautiful site because it's tucked away here. I wish more people knew about it. I think we have to do a better job of alerting people the significance of this cross and the significance of the Irish community, along with other communities, who sacrificed so much to uh, build this this canal. As John pointed out, was originally to 
protect us from the United States and invasion, and uh, then eventually became a, a commerce transportation corridor. And now, as we see by that big uh, boat over there, it's a great tourist attraction uh, with the beautiful Bytown Museum, which is Ottawa's museum, uh, as well as the historic Chateau Laurier. Uh, how many are from out of town visiting us here today by a show of hands? We have a few people from out of town. Couple Americans will accept your money at par, so please shop a lot in, in our downtown core. I'll just conclude by thanking the Irish Society very, very much uh, for working on this project. Sean and the Labor uh, District Labor Council, who uh, put a lot of effort and money behind this particular uh, initiative, so that we could always remember and never forget those people who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, in in this new land called Canada. Alors, au nom de tous mes collègues du Conseil Municipal, félicitations à les personnes qui est responsable pour cet événement aujourd'hui et pour le monument. And uh, please enjoy our beautiful capital in the most blessed country in the world. Thank you. Merci. Thank you, Mayor Watson. Merci. Mr. Grant Vogel, Senior Manager, Collections and Exhibitions, Bytown Museum, will now speak on behalf of the Bytown Museum. Maintenant, Mr. Grant Vogel, Directeur Supérieur de la Musée Bytown, Nous parlerons au nom de la Musée Bantown. Thank you, Claire, and thank you, everyone. Um, good afternoon, everyone, delegates, colleagues, friends, community members. Thanks for the opportunity to speak at today's ceremony. Uh, my name is Grant Vogel. I'm the Senior Manager of Collections and Exhibitions at the Bytown Museum. And the museum, which is just up the hill at the top of the locks there, holds countless stories of the building of the Rideau Canal, the development of Bytown in Ottawa, and of the Irish in this area. I'd like to echo what Mayor Watson said. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to acknowledge that the Bytown Museum and the Ottawa Locks are located on the traditional, unceded, and unsurrendered territory of the Anishinaabe Algonquin people. These peoples have lived on this territory for millennia. Their culture and presence have nurtured and continue to nurture this place, and we are honored to have the opportunity to operate our museum in this area. Miigwech. Thank you. Um, the Irish have a long and influential history in the Ottawa Valley. The first Irish to settle in the area were discharged soldiers from the War of 1812, being settled as a force in being against the future American invasion uh, in Richmond, which is just west of Ottawa. Um, following the decline of wartime industries after the, the defeat of Napoleon and the failure of the potato crop in 1821, two more waves of Irish immigrants made their way to the Ottawa Valley and west. These settlers were mainly assisted under the Peter Robinson scheme in the 1820s. Many of these early Irish would be engaged in the Rideau Canal Works when it began in 1826. Thousands more would arrive to the burgeoning settlement which would become known as Bytown uh, in search of relief of poverty and famine. While most Ottawans are aware that the majority of the so-called pick-and-shovel workers on the Rideau Canal were of Irish ancestry, few may be aware that some of the most important tradesmen on the project were also of Irish heritage. William Tormey was Lieutenant Colonel John By's master blacksmith. Closer, yes. Uh, John Pennyfeather of Tipperary was the lead excavator in Entrance Bay, which we are all standing now. William Brennan and James O'Mara were skilled stonemasons on the works, while James Fitzgibbon of Cork was personally requested by Colonel By to act as his master carpenter and later overseer of works. In addition, fully 15% of Colonel By's corps of royal sappers and miners were also of Irish heritage. 
The men who labored on the Rideau Canal were by and large married men with families, either on site or back home in Ireland. These men were anxious to obtain farm plots to support their families, however most were too poor to afford them. Colonel By urged the Lieutenant Governor to open clergy and crown lands to permit the laborers to rent land in a shilling an acre. Long, narrow parcels of land were plotted out on either side of the canal basin, which was soon dubbed Cork Town and the lesser known Kilkenny by their inhabitants' uh, counties of origin. These were some of Bytown's earliest communities. However, they disappeared, or rather were raised, soon after the construction was completed. Very little information survives of the women and children on the canal works, but there, it is no doubt that their lives would have been full of hardship. Roughly 60% of the workers noted in 1829 were accompanied by their wives and children. Women who undertook all of the domestic and much of the subsistence farming also had to raise large families in terrible conditions. Disease was especially prevalent among young children and their mothers, many of whom were also impromptu nurses for the injured. Ordnance rations did not extend to the workers' families, so they had to be supported by a meager wage and whatever subsistence crops they could produce. Many relied on the support of the tight-knit working community for survival, and they were continually in debt to creditors and provisioners. Many stories of the suffering of the women and children are left untold, not to mention the hardships that they endured if left fatherless by workplace accidents or disease during the construction of this canal. Today, we pause and reflect at the over 1,000 workers who were killed, building to what is most Ottawa visitors an idyllic tourism destination, as well as the countless others who were injured in accidents or laid low by disease. We should also remember their families who suffered greatly during this time and following the loss of their loved ones. So I'd like to thank all of those involved in uh, organizing this event, and uh, thank you again for coming, and thank you, Claire. Thank you, Grant. Quelques mots de Sean Keeley, président de la Société Irlandaise de la Région de la Capitale Nationale. And now a few words from Sean Keeley, president of the Irish Society of the National Capital Region. Sean. Thank you and good afternoon. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for coming. Uh, we have another beautiful day to honor the workers that built uh, this magnificent uh, canal system. Thank you also to Claire O'Connell Noon of the Irish Society for being MC today. Um, she always does a great job of keeping everyone in line, especially on the board. Um, I, I was walking through downtown recently and I decided to walk along the east side of the canal to get a look at the boats that were docked all along the walls of the canal. There were some large boats that looked bigger than my house, all the way down to some small runabouts. Uh, there were even a few brave people on kayaks that were rent, probably rented from Dow's Lake. Uh, every one of those vessels were able to enjoy the waterway that was built on the blood, sweat, and tears of the people that immigrated here and worked on this project. As we know, the canal was built for strategic military and commercial purposes. For this reason, the work was done at a quick pace using thousands of men. These many years later, boats are still navigating the canal system as a tourist destination, bringing people right into the downtown core. They are able to follow the same route using the same methods to get through the locks. 
watching as the young men and women from Parks Canada open and close the locks to let the boats pass through has always been fascinating to me. I will still to this day sit and watch the boats go through the locks with utter amazement at the engineering and hard work involved in building the canal. There's also great pride in knowing that my ancestors played a major role in building the canal. Learning the history that brought them here and allowed them to settle in the area has been eye-opening for me, and I've tried to pass this on information on to my kids and basically anyone else who'll listen to me. Uh, it's very important to never forget where we came from. Irish immigrants made up about 60% of the 2,000 to 4,000 people that were employed on this project. Many of them brought their families to live in shanty towns along the canal route or settled in small towns along the banks of the canal. Others left their families to settle in Ottawa while they went away to work. In just the first year of construction, 17 men died, 10 from diseases like malaria and 7 from accidents. It's recorded that in that same year, 6 women and 38 children died as well. So it was a very harsh environment for those workers and their families. It's estimated that there are 20 cemeteries along the canal route that were used to bury the workers and their family members. They used wooden markers to mark the graves, which have since rotted, leaving many unmarked graves. It's also estimated that a 1,000 workers, 60% uh, of which would have been Irish immigrants, died during construction. Uh, there were reports in the papers of the time on accidents that, that occurred. For instance, two workers were killed not far from here at Hogsback Dam when a wall of clay fell on them. Uh, this is a quote from the Montreal Herald on December 15, 1827. Considering, however, the extent of the works and dangerous nature of many of them, there have been fewer accidents since commencement than could have been supposed. So imagine by today's standards sending workers to a construction site knowing that it was inevitable that some of them would not make it out of there. So today we honor those workers, their families, and their incredible accomplishments building a World Heritage Site, something we can all enjoy and be proud of. It's important that we do this to keep our history alive, to show the people that come after us what our ancestors accomplished and how this part of our great country was settled. Again, thank you all for coming. I hope to see you again next year. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We will now hear from Mr. Sean McKenney, President of the Ottawa and District Labour Council. Maintenant, voici Mr. Sean McKenney, President du Conseil du Travail d'Ottawa et du District. Sean. Two Seans, and we both spell our first name the proper way, which is S-E-A-N, so I just thought I'd point that out. Um, when, we, when we started this project back in early 2000, uh, it was unveiled in July. Uh, then we changed after a couple of years. We changed. We ended up sort of partnering with the with the uh, Bytown Museum, and we did it on Colonel Bytown. So this event. So we've been doing this since the since the cross was uh, was officially unveiled. In any case, this uh, today happens to be August first, and in Ottawa, the city of Ottawa, not in all communities, but the city of Ottawa, it's, it's uh, Colonel Bytown. It's also Emancipation Day, and I see. For Thomas from the Jamaican community, from the Jamaican Community Association here, and I just thought I'd, I'd point that out. Back 
in 2001 and 2002, the Ottawa Labor Council, a number of people, including the Irish Society of the National Capital Region, came together to form what was then called the Rideau Canal Celts Across Committee. The purpose of which was to bring an awareness, dare I say force an awareness, as to the incredible contributions of the workers who had toiled each day, pretty much every day, back between 1826 and 1832, building what was to become the Rideau Canal. In July of 2004, we had the official unveiling of the Celtic Cross Monument. There was an absolutely no denying the contribution to our community, to our city, to our country, Country of Colonel John By. Yet the realization back in 2001, and I would suggest a number of years prior to then, was that something was missing. Where were the workers in all of this remembrance, all of this praise, all of this recognition, all of what was to be and what it had become? Where were the Irish, the French, the Scottish, the Algonquin, for each had a significant role in the splendor, in the absolute breathtaking beauty that the Rideau Canal, our Rideau Canal, is known throughout and around the world for. The World Heritage, the world Heritage Status designation by UNESCO is but an example of that. Many of the workers were newly arrived to this country and had absolutely no clue how unmerciful cold our winners could be. Sickness was rampant and of course there were no doctors. John McTaggart, the clerk of the works back then, described the hab hazards in a journal, and I quote, Even in their spade and pickaxe business, the men received dreadful accidents. They have to pull in as the tactics of the art go, that is, dig beneath the roots of trees which not infrequently fall down and smother them. Many of them were blasted to pieces by their own gunpowder shots, others killed by stones falling on them. I have seen heads, arms, and legs blown in all directions. Close quote. Symbols we have inscribed on the cross are in recognition of the ways in which those who worked building our canal would have died. The mosquito, swamp fever, malaria, the wheelbarrow, the pick and shovel, the harshness of such demanding labor, the explosion, simply not being able to run fast enough out of the path of the flying rock and debris. We also have inscribed on the monument in memory of those 1,000 workers and their families who died building this canal. It appears in four languages, English, French, Irish, and Algonquin, out of respect to those workers and the contributions and sacrifices they all made. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you, Sean. Merci. May they rest in peace. Their guest date go to the Nanamaka. And now a moment of silence, followed by the lament played by Piper Bethany Bessillian. Et maintenant, du silence, s'il vous plaît. En terminant aujourd'hui avec la complainte par le joueur de people, Bethany Bessillian.